The door of Ikvis and Mashiach is a door that's going to be questioning. It was never the derech of Yidin to question. Yidin accepted. This is part of our generation, part of our Ikvis and Mashiach, part of our being, the end, the door HaAchroin, that we ask questions. All of us knew, Fatsaita Yidin, Amolagi Yidin, who had different attitude than we have today. But you did of mine, Talmud Chachem, told me about his Baba, his grandmother, was an Ishib shooter from Amol, the real Erlecha, Erlecha, Amolage Babas. And when her husband died, she was so broken, she was crying and crying, she couldn't come to herself. And he came, it was after the Levine, she was standing in the kitchen, she was crying, and she says to him, Oi, oi, in the tears, you didn't need anything today, you didn't need, she was giving him food. And as she's running into the kitchen, she's opening up the fridge to take out some compote to give him, and she's crying and crying, she says, I know what you've done, right? I'm only crying because it hurts, because it's painful, but not because I have any questions to you. That was Amolige Amuna. That was Amolige Betochen. Someone once came into Reb Shloyma Haiman, Reb Shloyma Haiman, Saif Yomov, suffered terribly, terribly, he was a very, very ill man. And someone came to him and he said, the Shishiva, the Eibishter Vatelfen, because the Shlomo is going to help. And he said, the Eibishter helped me. Hashem is not helping me. He said, no, the Eibishter Vatelfen, the the Eibishter is not helping me. And he said, again, the Eibishter is not helping me. He said, the Eibishter will help. What do you mean the Eibishter is not helping me? He's doing everything for me. Doesn't just help. Everything, every breath that I have, every drop of life that I have is all from the Rabbinah Shalom. So in a matzah of tzara, we have to connect to our emunah. I have a chava whose mother-in-law, Rahman al-Islam, was stricken by a terrible, terrible disease, a degenerative disease that gets worse and worse as the years go on. And when the first the tests came back, and showed that they were worried there was a danger sign. She went to the Skalana Rebbe with her husband. The Skalana was listening and he began to sing. He began to sing the Nigin of Bucho Botchla, Vaisenu Botchu, Vatvaltemoi, Elecho Zaaku, Botchu Voloi Boishu. He said, Why is the Rebbe singing? He says, I have a Kabbalah from my father. So when Eid comes to me and a Possek comes into my mind, I should start singing that Possek. When you walked in, that's the Possek that came from my mind. The first message he has to know, Rahman al in whatever matzav it is, Yisuri Aguf, Yisuri Nefesh, Bushes, Daigis, Betochen in the Rebbeinu connecting ourselves, reminding ourselves, it came from somewhere, it came from a Rebbeinu and it's a sign of Ahava. Yes, Hashem, Yev, Hashem, Yechia. But at a deeper level, not just to realize that it comes from the Rabbi Nishalai, but to realize one of the most fundamental emunas that we have, that email on Zin and Eistzara, there is a greater hashgacha than at a normal time. The marshal, if Rahman was found as a child in the family who's sick, the parents dish out the, the other children and they spend day and night in the hospital with a sick child. When a Yid is in an Eistzara, the Pshat of the Rebbein Shalom is focused on him, the Rebbe Shlachatate, he's our father. He's Imoyon Loichi, he's Loira Rok, he Ato, he Modi, there's a special Kesher, and a special connection, like he said, Shmoy Shlachatosh Baruch Hu, Chal Al Misha Yisurin Boyanol. 
There's no such a thing that a Yid is on his own. There was a Bocha who learned in Rabbi with a 15-year-old boy. His name was Pesach Plato was his name. And one day his parents decided that they're moving to America and took along his sisters and brothers and he was left all alone, a Bocha and Yeshiva. And he was very tzibrochen. He was very lonely. He didn't know who to talk to. And one day the Chafetz Chaim called him into his room and he sits him down at the table and he grabs his hand and he starts to stroke his hand and says, Pesach, ke, Pesach, ke. And so your parents went to America, huh? It's bitter to be alone. Isn't it terrible to be by yourself? Ay, your sisters and brothers. And by now the boy was crying. He couldn't cry. He was choking and, and, and the tears were pouring out. The 15-year-old little boy. And, and he's saying, it's, it's not easy to be alone. And he banged at the table. Pesach, kid! is never alone. There's no such a thing. He doesn't take one step and the boy is not with him. You're troubled. You're bothered. Your heart is pressing on you. You've got a tzad and the boy is with you every minute. Now the Chofetz Chaim always said that the modern technological advances were to teach us Shemunah. It's, it's hard for a person to believe that you could hear every word we say in Shemaim. There was a telephone. It was hard to believe that you can see everything. There was other inventions. Today, you know, sometimes you get into a car and they have these, uh, what are they called, satellite locators. They tell you, turn here, turn right, turn left. You're here, you're at this street, you're at that street. Vice place, we needed this message. We needed to be told that wherever we are, someone is with us. Can tell us, pinpoint exactly where I am. A satellite up there, up there in the sky, can beam down on me and show me where I am. That means a yid is never alone. And the yid has this source of energy, this source of power. A little over a year ago, my mother, Leah Sholem, was diagnosed with a terrible, terrible machla. A vibrant 65-year-old woman, full of life, full of simcha. They operated on her to remove a brain tumor. And during the operation, they came to tell us the severity of the growth that it's you know, on a, a level the worst that there could be the worst Mamish the worst a few days after the operation I spent Shabbos in the hospital and there was a doctor a Chochem who felt it was important uh, it was incumbent upon him to come into her and tell her exactly what she had what the prognosis was there are you know and he said it to her in a very vicious way. And she was shocked. We hadn't told her yet what the matzav was. I sat with her and we ate shalashudas in a room in, in that hospital, a memorial hospital. And the light was shining in through the window. And I began to sing with her and sang, Mizma Ladovad Hashem Roy came to the words Gam ki eilech begeitz almogis lo yira ro ki ato and her face began to shine and to glow with such an inner simcha with such a betoch and she held my hand sing it again, sing it again Gam ki eilech begeitz almogis lo yira ro I don't fear ro ki ato imodi 
Matzah Shabbos. In that ward, the hospital sends psychiatrists around to the patients to help them deal with what they were told. And there was a woman psychiatrist, she came out after she spoke to my mother, she said, you know, I feel honored to have met such a person. And I said, well, what did you tell her? What did you tell her? I explained to her that we have different resources. I told her, Gam ki wherever I am, the Rabbeinu Shalolim is with me. I'm different. I'm different to the other people who you're visiting. I've got a treasure. I've got an oitzer. I have the Rabbeinu Shalolim with me now more than I ever had. And Rabbeinu I want to tell you, if it's of the Shechina, it was at that Shalosh I felt the Shechina in the room. I felt the Kiyata Yimot. I saw it. Rabbi Shalom Shvadron, was a Chassid who went through the horrors of Auschwitz. And he was taken one day with seven of his Chaverim. It was a freezing cold day. And it's very cold. Sometimes we should think a little bit about what Eden went through. We're all bundled up and walking in the freezing cold. Think of what it meant to stand six or seven hours in, in thin prisoners' uniforms. And as sport, they took a barrel of carbolic acid. And they made us jump one after another into this barrel. And you can imagine the burning, the pain. The assume was unbelievable. I jumped into this barrel of acid. And I began to think, they've taken away my parents. They've taken away my wife. They've taken away my children. Now they've taken away my clothing. What have I got? Mipsori All I've got left now is my flesh. Now is just you and me. In this world is just you and there's me and there's me and there's you. And he says, suddenly I felt such a tainug. I felt a sense of pleasure that I had never experienced in my life. And I stayed inside and I didn't want to leave. And my chaveyer were yelling at me, jump out, jump out, you're burning. I couldn't come out from that sense of the Shekhinah's presence. And he said, when we were freed after four years in Auschwitz, as I want you to know, he told Rav Sholem, that four years was one long Yom Kippur. I felt the presence of the Rabbi Nishlam like Yom Kippur, and by the liberation I said, Rabbi Nishlam, now it's Nilo. And I beg you, Psach Long Ushar, Beis Nilo It's really there. For one who looks for it, for one who wants to feel it. The Bema Chaim adds, the person would just think of what that means. That means when someone is in tzara, Kaddish Baruch Hu joins him in his tzara. Or when a loved one is in tzara, Kaddish Baruch Hu is in tzara together with you. That means that a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants to accomplish something so great that he is prepared, Kaviyofu, to go through this tzara. What greater proof is there that the tachlis is toyed?